Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne podcast. We pray this stirs you into a deeper relationship with Jesus and equips you to live a heaven on earth lifestyle daily. Oh, and so uh, when I worship, I worship from that place. I always think of like, like where Jesus says, like she who's been forgiven much can love much. And I always think, well, like I was so bound. Now I'm so free. And so it's like I can't help but like respond to it. And so I really, freedom really plays just an exciting part in my mind, if that makes sense. Um, and so I want to talk just a little bit about living a lifestyle of staying free, but also being a key of freedom to those around you, to those who are in that sphere of influence that the Lord places in your life. Um, so freedom. So, so first, I just want to see, like, so what does being free in Christ mean to you? If anybody wants to answer, that'd be cool. I'm just kind of curious. Like, what does it mean to you to be free in Jesus? Or to be free indeed? Yes, that's so good. That's, I love that. That's, I mean, that's it. It's like it's, we were born into bondage, and it's like you meet Jesus, and all of a sudden you're a new creation, you know? Like you're a new person. I love that. That was, that was a great answer. Um, something I want to highlight is, like, freedom is not a one-and-done event. <laughs> like, we don't come, I know, like, a lot of us and a lot of people in general, I won't even say us, but uh, through my experience, being in the church for, you know, 10 plus years, I have seen and experienced myself seeing, um, like, like people thinking like, okay, you step over the threshold, I'm in Christ, I'm free, and then it's like, I'm free forever. Like, you kind of have, there's kind of like this misconception of like, now I'm free, and now I'm just gonna be free forever. And I guess it's not really, like, there isn't any, like, preconceived idea or, or, I like spoken to you or there's not this I guess in knowing of like hey in a couple of steps there might be something else that comes up or there might be something else because the Lord is because we're not perfect right and so there's always going to be more and more that we can give more and more that he's going to work on more things in our heart he's going to stir up you know because this is not a, a sprint this is a lifelong journey of pruning and going through the seasons of of growth and, and tilling the soil and, and the fruit comes and then the winter comes, you know, and so it's like there's this continual process, this cycle of becoming like him and that's going to take like some weeding, you know. Um, so it's not a one-time event. It's something we have to manage within our hearts and our mindsets by continually staying in fellowship with the Lord and by consistently renewing our minds. Without like that, that consistent fellowship with the Lord, we will not stay free. <laughs> and I'm sure like, I'm sure everyone in here, because I'm sure like you haven't been saved for 30 years and read your Bible and went in the secret place every single day. If you have, you know, glory. <laughs> but I'm sure some of us probably have missed a moment or two with him whenever he was calling us in. And we know that, that by not renewing our mind, there is fruit that comes from that, not necessarily good fruit. 
Um, and so to manage our freedom, it takes a little bit of work. Like it, it takes, and I don't even want to say work, because work makes it sound like it's something that, sacrifice is a good word. Work makes it sound like it's something that we have to like do whenever Jesus already did it. But, um, but yeah, sacrifice, that's, that's a good word for it. Because in every season I do, I find myself like the Lord asking for a little bit more of me. Like, hey, give me that, give me that now. Give me that now. And, it's, and, and some things are like, Lord, I will joyfully give this thing to you that, that I know you're calling from me. Whether it be time, whether it be um, mindsets, ways of thinking, it's like, okay, Lord, you can have that. You're right. That doesn't belong in me. That doesn't belong in this tree, so I'm going to give that to you. But then maybe there's other things where it's like, I don't really want to give that. I kind of like that. <laughs> you know, like, like he's saying, like, hey, give me that, that, I don't know, selfish apple or something. It's like, whoa, I, that, that com- that's comfortable. That feels like, a, you know. And so some things are a little more sacrificial to give. And so there's, there's always going to be something to give in every season. There's always going to be a, a sacrifice, something to lay on the altar. Um. We were just talking, to, uh, Pastor Johnny and I were talking the other day about, uh, we, we were talking about a testimony. I forget who we were sharing it with, but we were sharing it very recently about how this individual, they lost their job and they were, they're fearful. Like, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to, you know, take care of my family, car note, kids, you know, family, uh, house note, things like that. And the instruction or the, the, the wisdom Pastor Johnny gave them was, you need to sow a seed to show that you, you're not submitting to, to mammon, to show that you're not submitting to, like, the fear of losing your job. Like, money doesn't have you. You have money because God gives it to you. And so this person, they sowed a seed, and, like, to, like he didn't even say, he didn't say, like, sow it to this church. I don't want to sound weird. Like, he just said sow a seed. And, like, a couple of weeks later, maybe, like, two, it was very recent after that, like, they ended up getting this, like, large lump sum of money that was like going to be like how much they made like in a month like before he lost his job and so freedom and stewarding our freedom is sometimes going to cost us something you know because it was like do I want to stay bound to this fear or do I want to give a sacrifice that's going to be a little costly in the moment but it's going to show that I'm, I'm free I'm going to be able to walk in freedom and not be bound to the spirit of fear in not trusting the Lord. Freedom is found in believing the truth. <laughs> it truly is. That, that's where it's at. Uh, Jesus tells us in John 8.32 that you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So anything that, according to, to him saying this, that when you know the truth, the truth makes us free, right? So we're free from truth. So that means... If we're, in, if we're bound to something, that something is rooted in a lie. That somewhere along the lines, there's a, li- there's a root of a, of a lie in, in our soil. And so if you look at your heart right now and you see things that, like, maybe you can't live without, uh, maybe ways of thinking, mindsets, lifestyles, um, anything you feel like you cannot survive without this thing, then I would ask, like, like, Lord, search my heart and show me the root of why I cannot put this thing on the altar. 
Maybe it's, maybe it's like lies that are rooted in rejection or, or not trusting the Lord, feeling like he's going to abandon you. You know, everything, is anybody in here ever done Sozo? Sozo is a, uh, it's a deliverance style prophetic thing that they do, and um, I've done it, um, but, but it's all about exposing lies. Like usually people who have been through like trauma or just need kind of like therapy, I guess, like godly therapy. Um, I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I really don't. Um, I feel like it helped me, but I don't feel like it's 100% necessary. I'll just say that because I feel like, I don't know, whatever the Lord leads you to do, but I had a great experience. But it's all about exposing lies and then asking the Lord to cover it with the truth. And so it is fruitful. But if we could get to a place where, where we see these things and we are willing to say, Lord, like, like expose my heart and show me what this is rooted in, because, because I don't want to give this up, it's, it's tied to something, right? And, um, and I, I'm saying, like, give this up, like, because bondage, like, and I know a lot of times we think about, like, bondage as, like, maybe, like, drugs and addiction and things like that. But it's not always addiction. Uh, you can be bound to fear. You can be bound to, uh, you know, like, the fear of man, fear of people's opinion, bound to food. That's, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a big one. TV, yeah, like it can be, it can be anything, anything that you are, you feel like has a hold on you, um, because we shouldn't have, nothing should have a hold on us, because we are a new creation, right? We, this, we, we hold like the territory. Everything has to submit to us because we house the Holy Spirit, right? We have dominion over the land, and so nothing should be having us submit to it. Does that make sense? Um, and so when we believe the truth. How do, we, how do we know the truth? <laughs> we, we only know the truth by knowing Jesus because he is who? He's the way, the truth, and the life. And so if we don't know Jesus, if we don't spend time with him, spend time in his word, then those lies are going to creep in, and we're not going to know the difference. Uh, talk about my husband again just because he always has, I remember everything he ministers, but I remember one time he was talking about, like, counterfeit money. And, like, bankers... They, they mess with money so much that if, if they're just counting money and that counterfeit slips in, they can feel that texture's different. Like, well, this is off. I'm so used to the real thing that as soon as something comes in that's not, I can tell. Because I touch it all day. I'm, I'm, I'm with it all day. I, I, I have my hands on it all day long, day after day. And that's the same with the truth and knowing, like, the distinguishing, like, truth and lies. Like, if we stay submitted to the truth, if we are staying in the Word, staying in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, making time for Him, having that communion, that, that, that daily communion, like, Lord, everywhere I go, you're, you're a part of my day. Then as soon as something comes in that's contrary to the heart and the personhood of Jesus, it's like, whoa, I know that doesn't feel, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. As soon as that arrow comes in, that, that lie comes in, because, you know, it's not going to come in like, like the devil, you know. It's going to come in like an angel of light. It's going to sound like the voice of God, right? He's cunning. The enemy is cunning. He's trying to deceive. And so he's going to try to slip in maybe things that sound good but aren't God. But if we know the truth, then we're going to know the lie. We'll be able to recognize it. Freedom, y'all. We, are, we were... We were set free to, 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 to stay free, like not just a one-time event. Like this is a lifestyle. This is an identity. Like you are free. Like that's part of who you are. 
there was a time in my life I was bound to cigarettes. <laughs> and uh, was anybody else? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I'm like, my alone over here? <laughs> so I started smoking as a, ch- as a child. I was about 12. By the time I was 14, my, ki- my parents were like, we're just going to buy them for you anyways because you're just, you're not going to quit. They didn't, but, my, you know, my parents smoked. They didn't. It just, it wasn't a big deal in the house. And so I smoked every day, like a pack a day, from the time I was 14 till I was 22. And um, so for, for 10 years, eight years is mostly whenever I was like, seriously, because my parents were buying them for me by then, so it wasn't like just, you know, smoking here and there. But like, I was bound, but I had this idea in my mind and like this thought because I had always heard this, that once you're a smoker and you've been smoking for so long, you're going to be a smoker forever. Like, there's no hope. You can't quit. It's too addicting. You just can't do it. Like, you can't quit. It's, it's too hard. And, um, my, you know, my parents smoked. My grandparents smoked. Like, it was just like everyone around me smoked. So I'm like, they can't quit. I've heard of people quitting, and they always, they fail. They go back to smoking. And so I had this stronghold in my mind that was built up by lies of, like, I'm stuck. Like, this is me. I'm going to be a smoker until I'm, like, 80, and I'm probably going to die of cancer. Like, that was my mindset, and so it was just like, I'm just going to embrace it. And um, I ended up giving my life to the Lord uh, when I was 22, and I went to this meeting, which was called Addicts Victorious. I was mostly going because a friend of mine kind of ran it. Like, she would, like, be the whatever you want to call the person that, like, leads the class. Uh, much like our victory classes, um, if y'all have not been to victory, it's super awesome, if, and that's Sandy. <laughs> she leads them. It's a really good, fruitful class, um, and it's not just for addiction. It's for if it's for support. It's for if you know someone who's an addict. It's for if you just need a safe place where you can just talk about life, like get plugged in. It's I've, I go to it sometimes. It's it's super awesome. But anyways, I went to one of those meetings, and this one was focused on addicts, but. Um, there was this guy who was leading instead that night, which um, was my soon-to-be husband. He was leading the group, and uh, we were not together at the time. Like, we were, like, friends. But uh, I went with my friend who usually led the group, and he ended up, like, just coming up to me afterwards. I think we were, like, pr- he was, like, praying for people. He was, like, the Lord's going to deliver you with cigarettes. And I'm, like, not me. Like, I don't even want to quit. <laughs> like, I did not even want to quit. I was, like, I'm about to go light up right now. <laughs> and, um I don't know what happened, but as he was praying for me, he shared this testimony about, like, he smoked, but the Lord just broke it off of his life, and he didn't have no cravings anymore, and he's like, you know, he's, you're about to not have any cravings, and I was just like, I didn't really believe it, you know, but as he shared the testimony, there was like this spark, this tiny spark of hope, like, maybe, maybe I can, you know, kind of leave this all behind, maybe I don't have to smell like cigarettes everywhere I go, you know, and, um, that day, or that night, I went home, and I tried to quit smoking, and I did not do very well, but, like, that, that spark of hope had already, like, ignited, you know, and within, like, a week later, I was completely, like, cigarette-free, because I knew it was attainable. Like, him just sharing that testimony with me, like, hey, I used to smoke, and now I'm here, I'm prophetically praying over people to quit smoking, and, and obviously, it was just like that, that rhema word from the Lord, like I needed it. But, uh, but it just, it, it brought breakthrough to me. 
his testimony of God delivering him and out of, out of bondage took me out of Egypt. It may have not have been instantly like, like, like we hear about it happen with a lot of people, but it happened, like within like a week. And so there's so much hope in your testimony of what God has freed you from. Like hope that actually turns into a rope and pulls people out of their, out of their pit. I like how that rhymed. <laughs> I wish it would have kept rhyming, <laughs> but it didn't. Oh, Jesus is good. Um, so this is how we bring freedom to our sphere of influence and like those who are around us. I know uh, everyone in here probably has something they could share about, like, like what God has, like, freed you from. Another big one of mine was, uh, was fear. I was, me and, we were actually talking, we were telling Nicole about this the other night. Like, I was so bound with, with fear, you guys. Like, like it just, it kind of overwhelms me just thinking about it. Um, but there, like, my husband is a very, he's a natural speaker, and he, he's so good at it. And uh, he could sell anything to anyone. I wish I had something cool, like, you know, some kind of cool saying, but I don't really know any. Uh, what, sell ice to a Eskimo? That's a good one. Okay, he could do that. And, um, like, he's just very charismatic. He can talk all day. Well, when we first got married, like, I was, like, recluse in a shell, like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk in front of people. I don't want to pray for nobody. Like, I was so just, and it wasn't because I didn't like people. It was because I was bound by fear. I was bound by rejection. I was so worried, what do people think about me? What are, what are people like, like, what, what, why are they looking at me? What are, what are they thinking about me when I do this or when I do that? And um, it took a few years, but the more I said yes, because the Lord knew that he was calling me for something that I couldn't see. I couldn't see what I would be doing here today, right? But he knew that one day there was going to be a purpose, and I was going to have to get up and talk, and I was going to have to talk to people. I was going to have to public speak, and I was going to have to, like, like, come out of that shell of fear and trust him. And so I kind of want to say, like, like, another thing that will kind of speed up your freedom is just saying yes. Like, yes, like, do the hard things. Do the scary things. Like, Lord, I know you're calling me to do something. What is hindering it? And I'll be honest, a lot of time fear, the things that we are fearful of, whenever it comes to, like, I'll say, like, the kingdom and things, like, say you're scared to do this or you're scared to do that, it's like that's probably what you're called to do. It's probably what you're called to do. So if you go to Walmart and you feel like nudges, like, the Lord's, like, saying, like, <laughs> go pray for that person, and you're like, I don't want to, I'm just scared. You're probably called to do that, which we all are, you know. But if, if the Lord's, like, highlighting Muslims, and the Lord's like, hey, I want you to go love on that Muslim, and you can't stop dreaming about them or thinking about them, there's probably a call on your life to intercede and share the love of Jesus with Muslims. You know what I'm saying? And so we can't, we, we, we got to kind of change our focus and say, like, like, this isn't something that I'm being bound with because I'm just like a scaredy cat. But there's a purpose on my life. And, and the more the enemy uses fear to try to enrope me and keep me uh, paralyzed, I'm going to break out of that. Because Jesus paid a price for that, right? Like, he paid a price for that. And so by his stripes, I'm able to stand up here before you guys and not be fearful because he did it, you know? And so... Our freedom's in him, and it's for him, you know? It's for him. 
And so he's wanting to, to encounter those around us. Which will, so that requires us to steward the freedom that he's, he's given us, like this beautiful gift of walking free. Because we can't give something that we don't have, right? I can't lead somebody out of Egypt if I'm, if I'm there with them, if I'm bound to the ground with them, you know? So it's up to us to be a conduit of hope and to testify about the, the goodness of God. I don't know about y'all, but when we make a big purchase, usually like a car or electronics or uh, we're buying something for the kids or like appliances, we always like look at the reviews. Y'all look at the reviews before you buy something. You buy something on Amazon, you're like, let me see. Oh, 10,000 good reviews, but there's one bad, so I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> Anybody else do that? <laughs> I do. Or if I'm trying to let my husband, I'm like, hey, I want to buy this. There's 10,000 good reviews. <laughs> you know, like it sells itself. So how, so people need your reviews. <laughs> they need to know about your history with God. People need to know about our freedom, you know. And so I love how he was talking about at the beginning, like he was able to share, you know, how, how the Lord set him free. You know, it's like people need to know that. Like how, why are people going to buy into something if, if, if there's no good reviews, right? There's not, there's not 10 stars. There's nothing negative to say about Jesus. So he has all the stars. He has all of the reviews, all the good reviews. And so testify of his marvelous works everywhere you go. If he's, if he's set you free, tell somebody, you know. You don't know if, they, if, they're, they're, if they're in the pit and they need that rope, you know. You, you just don't know. Some people look like they have it all together on the outside, and they can say all the perfect things, and you sit down and have a conversation with them, and they are broken, you know, I know you know, Sandy, because they're just drawn to you. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> but we can't, we can't, like, we can't assume that people have it all together, you know. Even, like, the most well-cut, most prim and proper Christians, you know. It's like everybody needs Jesus, you know, and you just never know. And so it's like we, we got to be willing to share that freedom, knowing it's not about us, you know. It's about him. So, where he is, there's freedom. Where Jesus is, there's freedom. Thank you, Jesus. And so, uh, that's really all I have. Um, I do want to say, I want to encourage you guys, this week, when you're, when you're alone with the Lord, when you're spending time with him, I just want you to, like, invite him to remind you of the victories that he's given you, that he's brought you through. Like, Lord, just remind me of the good things that you've done. Remind me of the moments where I was bound. You know, it's so important. Sometimes, and I'm sorry, I always bring up Johnny, but I feel like that's such a parallel to, like, to, like our lover. You know what I mean? And so there are times I will just be thinking, and I'll think about, like, first dates or like when we first started dating you know and, I was, and it just like gives me butterflies and it makes me feel like you know all good and like like oh I remember like when we were young and in love and it's like thinking remembering the history you made with someone you love is so powerful it really is and so it's so important that we remember what Jesus has done in our life like Lord remind me of those of those sweet moments those dates those victories you know, those, those moments where you, you brought freedom when no one was around. 
You have history with the Lord. You may not even realize it, but you have history with the Lord, and the world needs your history because history transforms the future, right? If it wasn't done once, like one moment, and that's why I love intercession on Mondays because your prayers literally can shift what's going to happen tomorrow. And so it's so important. And so when you're in your time with the Lord making history and transforming into to his image, just say, Lord, remind me of the victories you've given me. Remind me so that I can share with people around me. And then look for opportunities. You might be in the grocery store and the Lord just highlights somebody. It might be a family member. You're like, hey, you know what I just remember God did one time? Like, hey, check this out. Because trust the Lord. You may not know people need to hear what you have. But any testimony of Jesus is not done in vain. It's the spirit of prophecy. He will expose roots. And so that's the other thing, you know, like, like if, you, if there is something you're like, Lord, I'm, I'm not seeing freedom in this area of my life. I'm having a hard time getting past this mindset or I'm, I feel like I'm going around this mountain. This is a, a cycle in my life, Lord. Show me, show me what lie I'm believing that is keeping me from moving forward, from, from coming out of this valley. And then trusting. He, he's a master gardener. He knows where the roots are. He will, he will show you where the roots are. But I guarantee for every root, for every, everything that is rooted in a lie, he has a beautiful truth. He has a truth to replace it. So there's always.